Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now in the studio, local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, October 8th show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can catch my show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, please go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can affect your money. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50. 411-50, or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. And now the lineup for today's show. Today, I'm going to be having a panel conversation with both of my guests, Gina Medea of Windermere Yarrow Bay and Janet Olson of Old Republic Home Warranty. I'll also be having a conversation with Gina. Today's real estate market, a reversion, not a decline. And followed conversation with Janet how home warranty changes the way real estate transactions happen. Also, if you're watching my show on my Facebook premiere or my YouTube channel, I would like to take this opportunity to introduce my producer over at Hubbard Radio, Benny. Hi, Tina. Good to see you and your bright, shining face again. Thank you so much. (laughs) I can't do uh, do what I do without Benny behind the scenes over at Hubbard Radio. And also my marketing director, Becky. Hi, Tina. Thank you for letting me be a part of... And thank you for everything that you do to put this together as well. Great team behind the scenes. Thank you, Benny and Becky. Great information and great guests in studio. For more information on any topics discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50, or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. And today, I think I'll start out like I do each week with a little bit of money chat. Money. Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. Trick or treat. That is the real question in the bond market and mortgage interest rates. One day we receive a trick and the very next day we receive a treat. The Fannie Mae 30 year bond has had a dramatic movement from one day to the next. What will tomorrow bring? A trick or treat? Mm -hmm. Not really sure. Gone are the days of meager price movements. With so many cross currents, knowing where to the next tradable event will be taking is quite a wild card. More importantly, it is a game of cat and mouse with a magnitude of implementations for whoever falls on the wrong side of the trade. Once the trade gets going, everyone piles on to avoid getting left in the dust. Speaking of mice, do you recall the game Mousetrap? Well, I don't know if you've played it actually the game correctly, but as the attention always turns to the plastic guy getting trapped in the cage, I'll leave that analogy there with you for just a second. We may not know all of the rules of the game. We just don't want to get caught in the trap. Do you recall grade school when all your friends would crowd around the lunch table? 
daring unlucky Johnny to chug the soft drink to see how that would handle that challenge? Well, usually it's going to end in two ways. There would be either a joy and celebration for the success accomplished, or the event would lead to tragedy, devastation, humiliation, not to mention projectile soda sprayed across the table, hitting innocent bystanders unknown to what was actually happening. Peer pressure is this week's lesson. The Reserve Bank of Australia surprised the markets with a lower than expected rate hike. Expected was 50 basis points hike, but they only raised 25 basis points. That two major banks now turning dovish in the wake of a very stark contrast domestically. Essentially, what the global markets are saying is, let go of my ego. <laughs> Okay, breakfast term. I must have been hungry when I put together my money chat. Better stated, they are sending a message from the U.S. to stop hiking. The implementations that we're creating abroad are clear, and our peers are pursuing us to stop. To carry the analogy further, the global market to see the U.S. recession has shaked up a can of Coke and watching for it to explode. The spray would carry across the global financial markets, causing not just U.S. recession, but a worldwide one. Thusly, Johnny is becoming very unpopular. All right, on the non-farm payroll update, non-farm payrolls is a measure of the numbers of workers in the U.S., excluding farm workers and workers in a handful of other job classifications. This is measured by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, BLS, which surveys private and government entities throughout the U.S. about the payrolls. The BLS reports that the non-farmer payroll numbers to the public on a monthly basis through a closely followed employment situation report. Non-farm payrolls can create a lot of volatility due to the impacts on the central bank's policy decision. Back in the day, this report would be the main event in all the economic releases. You could get a slew of economic data releases that would move the markets marginally, and then once a month, non-farm payrolls would be the game changer. Then after a decade of the U.S. job growth and expansion, the market simply assumed business as usual and created a less and less main maintain because the expectations were always in line or better. Fast forward to today. It now matters again. Why? Because everyone is waiting to see what the non-farm payroll report will show in cracks in the job and employment landscape, giving the Fed reason to consider when enough is enough. With that, a positive number would mean that the Fed has full license to continue tightening. The market responses would likely continue to sell off higher rates. A weaker than expected report will say pump the brakes, pressuring the Fed to reduce rate hike rates, causing rates likely to improve. Now, the consensus pegs new jobs at the to be 275 to 315,000 for September. I would like to say anything positive would keep the Fed's mission in check. If unlikely events proves a negative value, all bets would be off. We also need to pay attention to the unemployment number, wage growth, participation rate, how many are actively working or looking for jobs, and the prior month's revisions. Tomorrow is another day, and we will have to wait to see what tomorrow brings. Tina Mitchell here, and that is your Money Chat. Coming up next in the Money Hour panel conversation with my two guests, Gina Medea of Windermere Yeo Bay, Yero Bay and Janet Olson of Old Republic, Republic Home Warranty, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Are you currently or have recently been in a real estate transaction? 
Do you feel nervous about your house you're attempting to buy? A home warranty can help ease your mind. Ask your real estate agent about getting a home warranty. Old Republic Home Protection has been in business since 1974, and in that time they have protected over 6 million home buyers, with more than $158 million spent on claims in 2020 alone. To learn more, call Janet Olson at 253-732-5422 or email Janet, Janet O at ORHP.com because they are people helping people. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, October 18th show. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook premiere, or my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. It is a great day to talk about money, and that is what the show is all about, how to make money, save money so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now in our show, my panel conversation with Gina Medea of Windermere Yarrow Bay and Janet Olson of Old Republic Home Warranty right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Welcome to both of you on the virtual show today. So Thank glad you. to be here. Excited. All right. Let me go ahead and share a little bit about both of you uh, to my listeners, and then we'll get started on our panel conversation. Gina, real estate agent transactions can be challenging, stressful, and complicated, but Gina's approach is simple. Gina helps you make informed decisions with clarity and confidence. For buyers, she takes a hand-on approach to orient you to the market, educate you on the process, help you find the right home, and when you're ready, present a compelling offer that honors both your financial capability and risk tolerance. Gina also enables sellers to achieve top dollar by helping them prepare, price, and market their home to obtain maximum exposure locally and globally. Backed by Windermere, the most trusted brokerage in the Northwest, you can count on Gina to guide you through every step of the process with hands-on support, deliver an experience and results that you deserve. And then a little bit about Janet. Janet is excited to serve the Bellevue, Bellingham, Everett, Seattle, and surrounding areas in Washington with 10 years in the mortgage industry. Janet has been actively involved in the real estate community. She is known for providing excellent communication skills and providing win-win solutions. Janet is best known for her honesty, integrity, and strong worth work ethic. So really excited to have both of you here so my listeners can get to know a little bit about you individually, but together before we get into your individual interviews. So Gina, I'd love to go ahead and start out with you. What life experience brought you into your line of work? Wow. And isn't life all about experiences? I would have to attribute a lot of it to my family background. Um, My grandparents actually owned 
of much of what eventually became modern day Atlantic City. So there's a bit of um, real estate DNA in my constitution, I suppose. My mother was a broker for a while. Um, but I would say that also my corporate experience in training and development in 25 years in corporate America um, has really helped prepare me um, to make that transition um, into real estate. I think uh, managing processes and people and educating them about um, real estate is something that I learned you know, throughout that experience and I bring with me today in my current role. Yeah, isn't it great in our past careers, the uh, talents and things that we've learned there that we can bring into our business? Because I will say, um, working with a lot of real estate agents, there are not a lot that really can manage those processes and the systems because they don't have those tools and uh, have not had to apply it unless like you have been in an industry and a career prior to that you were able to bring into your real estate uh, practice. So I, I love that, uh, Gina. And Janet, what about you? What life experience brought you into your line of work? Well, it, it's definitely been a process, Tina. I started out as a um, a co-owner of a hair salon many, many years ago. And I guess it's always had that need to give, to help people, to help them feel good, to support them. Um, and then from there, when I got into the, I was a lender, as you well know, and you were such a huge supporter of mine too. Thank you. Um, it It's just, it has been a process. And so then um, when this opportunity came to work for Old Republic Home Warranty, it is such an amazing company. Um, it still gave me the ability to provide help and a service to people. And that is what I'm really, I believe what I've been put on earth to do is just to help educate and provide help in any way that I can. And home warranty is a great way to do that. Absolutely. And again, another example, um, and being it directly in the mortgage space that really helps you to best serve uh, your real estate agents where you're helping them to be able to provide a great service to uh, their buyers through home warranty. So again, another example of bringing in uh, past experiences and um, uh, yeah, just really uh, happy to have uh, both of you here. So Gina, what do you credit your success to in business? Because you've had a lot of success in the real estate space and definitely an industry leader in our market. So what do you credit that to? I appreciate you saying that, Tina. I'm of course too humble to well you know it's you know it's true. Numbers don't lie, right? <laughs> fair. That is fair. Um I would say that um my discipline, drive, um, and being fearless and as well as constantly developing myself has really helped me be um successful. And I think that a lot of that comes from having been um, a competitive athlete. I was a, a gymnast, state-ranked gymnast and competitor through college. And then, you know, after that um, in bodybuilding. So just having that discipline and singularity of focus to achieve a particular goal has certainly served me well in the real estate career. Um, and as I mentioned before, 25 years in corporate America was an absolute blessing and a good um, preparation for this line of work. And last but not least, and perhaps most importantly, having had an amazing mentor who is willing to share their time, expertise, and support is something I owe a lot to. Yeah, and you use the word fearless. Um, 
so needed right now in going in a shift in the market. And the real estate is always shifting. We come out of a, a, a market with sellers, which doesn't seem like it's a, 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 it's a different idea of a shift, but you have to be able to navigate through all of that craziness that was happening. Now this shift completely different and it might, you need to have that fearless and you have to be able to conquer fear in this type of shift, which was different than the last shift that we had. And again, not a lot of people can do that. And I love how you brought in um, your athletic uh, background and everything that you've done in that, because that absolutely builds that strength, that power, that confidence to use that, that fear to actually drive you to gain all of the uh, opportunities that we have in the shift market when majority are, they're falling underneath their desk and a lot of them are not going to be able to make it. And so if you, if you can't have that mindset that you do as a, com in a competitive space that you've been in for your entire life, um, you can't service your buyers and sellers because you can't even service your own space and get yourself in that right mindset. Right, Gina? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Janet, how about for you? What do you credit your success to in your business ventures? Well, I think part of it is I love a good friendly competition. Oh, yeah. And and you can compete against yourself, too. And especially in the uh, job that I have now, uh, I get to compete with myself every day, every week, every month. Uh, good work ethics. I was told many years ago, you don't quit till the job is done. And that goes each day. And I have my list of priorities and lists of things that I feel that need to be accomplished, along with things that get thrown in there. But I don't stop until the work is done each day. Um, so I, I did have a good um, role model for hard work. And um, I guess it's just tenacity, too. I, I, um, and it helps to enjoy and really love what I do and who I do it with. And it's so fun to meet people every day. So it makes it exciting for me to succeed. Yeah. Well, we've got some, we got some power girls here and we all have that competitive edge. And I like how you said, uh, Janet, obviously we're looking at numbers um, because that's how we can gauge. But the, the reality is, is that's just a gauge, but then it comes back to us, how can we compete against ourselves? Always waking up in the morning to be a little bit better than we were yesterday, always looking mm -hmm. at a way to level up and how to get better uh, through the process. So very exciting that we've got three powerful women here, all with a competitive spirit. And that's why, um, that's why the two of you are here with me is because that's what this show is about. It's bringing in the best of the best in your own individual spaces. So people that are listening can, the show can benefit from the product and, and or service that you offer that they need, or they can get a little inspiration and motivation to see that they can do it as well. So Gina, what hard choice have you had to make to get where you're at in your business today? Uh, great question. I would say it was um, the choice I made to leave the brokerage I had been at, whose model was really, um, it emphasized transaction volume over relationships. Um, it was very stressful, not very rewarding, but it was the only thing I knew. So I had to um, have the courage to leave the security of a salaried position with benefits. I mean, that was a hard choice. Um, but since joining Windermere, um, I now can focus on building meaningful relationships with fewer clients. And I find that that has been far more rewarding um, 
and I'm able to give way more personalized and hands-on service. And that's important to me and makes for a better client experience. Yeah. And that shows an, another side of your, uh, your strength, Gina, because it's really difficult for people to change uh, because just like you said, I mean, you have to, you start over, but that was a really big change because not only the salary and the insurance and all of that, but it was lead generation. I mean, it was all there for you to go and have to literally start over and generate your own business and look how quickly uh, you, you turn that into the success that you have uh, today. So uh, Janet, what hard choice have you had to make to get where you're at today? Well, Gina, I agree with you. Um, getting out of the comfort zone, getting into something new is probably the biggest, hardest choice I've ever made to be in the same business for 25 years and then go into the lending, which opened the door because it helped me understand more of what I'm doing today. Um, that was an extremely hard decision. And knowing that, um, yeah, I had to build, although I was used to building my own business, but I had to build it in a completely new aspect. Uh, it, it, I would say that, yeah, making that decision to change. Yeah. So it, it changes, change is always good and figuring out where you need to navigate. And sometimes that change is big and you know it, you just have to be willing to have the strength and the confidence to make that change and go through the difficult times initially uh, to get through that. So uh, we have just a couple minutes. So I want to really quickly, if you can answer this question, Gina, is there one thing that you would maybe have done differently or not? I would have transitioned to real estate sooner. Oh, I love that. And how about you, Janet? One thing that you would have done differently, if anything? Nothing. I think that everything in my life has happened for a reason and I'm where I need to be because of it. Nice. Well, thank you to both of you for the panel conversation. I um, always love giving the opportunity for my listeners to get to know uh, you individually before we get into your individual interviews. So coming up next in the money hour, today's real estate market, a reversion not a decline. Gina Medea of Windermere Yarrow Bay, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, October 8th show. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can catch my show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. I am here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. Re I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 411 Again, that's one 855 411 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now back in studio, Gina Medea of Windermere Yarrow Bay. Today's real estate market, a reversion, not a decline. 
Klein right here on 1150 AM KKNW. All right, Gina, let's get right into it from your expert um, in the space. It's going to be really great. And I'm excited for my listeners to hear your takeaway on the market that we're in right now. So there is so much talk in the headlines uh, about the housing market and home values. How would you characterize the current market that we're in today, Gina? Uh, In a word, different. Right. I mean, I think we were all surprised to have experienced what we did during COVID with that uptick in activity. Um, And that resulted in sustained month over month growth and rapidly escalating prices. And, and, you know, if we recall, it was driven by that increase in demand due to the overnight shift to working from home, people needing at that point more space, et cetera. And it further spurred. Oh, and was further spurred, rather, by um, the government's reaction and the reduction in interest rates. But the problem was that that increased demand so much in an area that was already woefully undersupplied, right? And then what we saw was sustained month over month double digit growth that caused housing prices to rise so significantly. Um, It wasn't uncommon, 20, 30, 40% or more over asking price. But what we always knew, right, was that that was never sustainable at some point people's actual affordability ceiling uh, would be hit. And then when interest rates started ticking back up, it really kind of brought us to a bit of a a screeching halt. It it, it finally happened. Um, So, I mean, the news headlines seem to paint a sensationalistic view of doom and gloom, Um, but I think that's irresponsible. I think we are entering a period of readjustment or realignment, but we're certainly not heading off a cliff. Yeah. And not in this media space, but most media space are fear-based. 90% uh, or more of the media is all fear-based and it's only half of the story. It's a lot of the times the full story isn't there. So it can be um, pretty scary uh, for people that don't really understand uh, what's truly going on. So Gina, so would you say that it's now a buyer's market and not in the seller's favor? You know, that's a good question. And I would say everything's relative, right? I mean, at the height of the pandemic and that buying frenzy, in some places we had less than two weeks of inventory. Now, in both Seattle and East Side, we have um, almost two months worth. But when you consider that a balanced market is actually characterized by having four months to six months of inventory, this suggests it's still technically uh, a seller's market. Um, But things continue to feel different. I mean, gone for the most part most part, are the crazy bidding wars with uh, offers waiving all major contingencies. Uh, Homes are actually also taking longer than 24 hours uh, to go pending, and some have to have a price drop before getting under contract. Yeah, and you look at the agents that have been in the industry um, uh, for a certain amount of years that they don't even know maybe what uh, finance contingency and inspection contingency, they don't understand what a, a normal market is. And the reality is, is it's best for our economy to actually be in a balanced market. Overall, for everybody, um, it's best for a balanced market. Not to talk to you as a seller if you were selling your house now and you could have you know, sold it back when you could get you know, 20, 30, 40% over list price. Would that have been a better time to sell? Yes. We're talking about overall for all of us in the economy, we want to have a balanced market, which we're not there yet, according to what Gina is sharing. So given this shift, what's important for sellers to understand if they want to sell their home in this current market? Well, I would say the basics still haven't changed. Pricing and presentation continue to be key, but in fact, probably even more important now. 
So first and foremost, and you sort of alluded to this, sellers cannot look at what their neighbor's home sold for six months ago. We are in an entirely different market. Um, I've even spoken to several appraisers who tell me that they aren't going back more than 90 days to yeah. find sold comparables to use in their appraisal unless they absolutely have to. And then when they do, they will make adjustments uh, for the, the difference in the market now. Uh, no seller wants to leave money on the table, but trust me when I tell you, you will be punished if you are too aggressive with pricing out of the gate. Value is determined by what someone is willing to pay. So price it right from the get-go to attract that target audience and inspire serious interest um, and an offer. Uh, regarding presentation, another key element, I've always been an advocate of staging and of course, high quality photos, 3D scans, videos, and yes, home warranties actually. Um, but buyers have more choices and are being more picky. Get the walls painted, landscape, spruce up, get a new carpet um, if need be. And if you need um, funds to help do that, Windermere has a fantastic program called Windermere Ready, where we will provide sellers up to $50,000 upfront in order to do those high impact updates to make sure that their homes, it shows as a cut above. And yeah. then last, I would say having a plan B. What happens if your home doesn't sell? What, what is the plan? Yeah, and, and great advice, uh, Gina. No matter what market we're in, it's all how you price. And that's why you need to work with an expert that understands in um, the negotiating side for the buyer. And when you have your seller hat on, you know the strategy of pricing because that is how you're going to win or you're going to lose big to where you have to come in with plan B. So Gina, what do you think is most important for buyers to understand in today's market? Well, I think buyers already are, they understand that the market has shifted and therefore is a bit more um, friendly to them, but they also need to recognize it's still fundamentally a seller's um, market. Um, I think something that this represents a decline in housing values um, and that now they can offer like a significant amount um, below list. And like, that's just not really the posture to take. I think we should all be grateful for the shift because now buyers don't have to be so aggressive. And they don't have to take the big risks anymore, right, to win the home. Um, when you escalate 40% above asking price and waive all contingencies, that's a huge and high-priced risk that you're taking. And now that's more the exception than the rule. Um, but, you know, everything's relative. People's memories are short. And I feel sometimes that buyers are like, well, I used to have to pay 40% over asking price, but now that it's shifted, I'll offer 40% under. And I think you were starting to allude to this. At the end of the day, this is about a negotiation and there are two parties involved and it's important to be realistic and make sure that that opening bid inspires a dialogue versus uh, shuts it down entirely. Yeah. And again, if you're working with um, an expert in the real estate space, like Gina, she's going to help you understand the data because everything's in the numbers. So understanding the data and what that particular home um, has been listed for in comparison to homes that have recently sold to determine if that home's overpriced because that agent didn't know how to price it, or it's a little underpriced, which is going to get more people to see the home or it's priced right. So you really need to, again, have that expert advice that's going to be able to help you navigate through that process so you don't miss out on the home that you want. So what other positive aspects are there about this market shift, Gina? So glad you asked that question um, because it kind of goes back to the importance of, of a balanced and healthy market because it's not, not all about you. It's about, you know, the collective. So I would say now, in addition to more protection in the form of contingencies like financing, appraisal, and inspection, more buyers 
who simply couldn't compete before in that highly competitive arena um, are, are able to, to participate in the market. Um, you know, buyers with less than 20% down, those who need FHA or VA financing have way more opportunities now than they have in the recent past. And that is a good thing. Um, the one element which is a consequence of the past two years of sustained price growth, however, is affordability. And that is still a major uh, challenge for folks. And even while competition is less and price growth is slowing, um, many may not be able to participate because they can't qualify. But I know a great lender like you that has a myriad of, of programs that can uh, reach uh, anyone with any means. Yeah, thank you for that shout out, Gina. So uh, why do you think that you've been so, so, we talked a little bit of this in the panel conversation, but so successful in your field and what is the approach in working with your buyers and sellers that have helped you uh, be an industry leader in the real estate space? Hmm. Uh, well, I am an advocate for education, transparency, and data, all while being very relationship driven. I mean, whether someone has bought or sold uh, before, I mean, educating them about the process and current market conditions are key to how I engage with them. Managing expectations is also critical so parties know what to expect or what might happen depending on the choices they make. And data, as we know, doesn't lie. I'm a firm believer um, that it offers good guideposts for how the market is behaving and therefore how one should respond to be effective within those dynamics. Um, for both buyers and sellers, I'll do a market analysis to provide my opinion on uh, pricing for a listing or on how to approach an offer. Um, and I would just say in either case, what I think uh, people enjoy about working with me is that I'm very clear that I'm not attached to the outcome because it's not mine, right? Do I want the deal to be successful? Of course, but my motivation can't be that subsequent paycheck. It has to be knowing I did a good job of setting expectations, educating them and facilitating the process so they could make an informed decision to achieve their goals. Yeah, well said. And that is a formula that will work in any business to be successful that Gina just shared with us uh, today. So Gina, I've heard real estate agents sometimes characterize as superheroes. And I know that you definitely are. So I would love for you to share what would you say that your superpower is? Well, that's a fun question. I know. Um, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I would say um, I have the ability to put people at ease and make them feel valued. Uh, I find I'm good at building rapport and listening to others in a way that conveys genuine interest and builds trust. That is a great superpower to have for sure. So Gina, I know that you're also heavily involved in the Seattle King County uh, role tours, and that's a real honor to actually get chosen to be a part of a role in um, uh, the organization. So can you share more about your role uh, there and how it helps you in your business with your clients? Thank you for answering or asking that question. Yes, I am. It's a, a huge honor, uh, Gina. Congratulations, because there are thousands and thousands of agents and to be the one of the ones that are picked to represent uh, the association and all of the uh, information and things that you're getting and the decisions that you can make and help uh, bring forward behind the scenes is a really powerful position to be in. So how does that help you with your clients? Yeah, it is. And I don't take it lightly. Um, yeah. First and foremost, for clarity for the audience, if I may, um, there is a big difference between working with a real estate broker and a realtor. As a realtor, I'm held to a higher ethical standard and I'm bound by a pledge to adhere to a strict code of ethics and how I conduct my business. Um, 
as a state director for Seattle King County Realtors, I am involved, I'm on their, their board of directors. So I'm heavily involved in um, issues that affect our industry and decisions that we make to help support that. But I think um, the thing I'm most proud about is being a major investor in the Realtor Pack, which supports candidates and policy initiatives that strengthen the ability of all of us to own, buy, and sell real property. But in addition to giving my treasure, I do give my time. For four years running, I've participated in the King County Realtors Government Affairs Committee. I'm now the VP elect of Government and Public Affairs for Seattle King County. And what we do, we're boots on the ground. We call attention to and identify solutions for key housing issues. Uh, a major area of focus right now, of course, um, being on affordability and solving that missile middle housing challenge. Um, but I would say I think participating in this way is not only an opportunity for me to give back, but to keep my skills and knowledge sharp so I can best serve my clients and community. Yeah. And again, congratulations on that. And thank you for the support. Um, and it is true when you come from a place of contribution, you monetize and return. So it's a, it's time and it's commitment, but everything that you're gaining from being a part of those powerful decisions, not only sharpens your tool, but it helps you to make the difference that you know is going to be best to support not just your buyers and sellers, but overall the entire economy when it comes to real estate decisions. Um, so thank you uh, for that, Gina. All right, as I wrap up my time uh, here with you in the last couple minutes, what do you see happening in the housing market? Let's just say maybe in the next coming months. <laughs> well, my crystal ball like yours is very foggy and not really yes. So that aside, um, again, I think it's important to recognize that we are in a period of realignment um, or reversion and getting back to what a healthy real estate market should be. And I think um, I do expect that interest rates will continue to rise, but I'm hearing um, forecasters saying it will come back down in early 2023. And I hope so, because that will coincide nicely with what is typically our spring market. And then I think we'll be back to the races. Supply and demand is still an issue here and those fundamentals haven't changed. So I'm looking forward to continuing serving my clients. Yeah, there's you you never know what the market's gonna do, but guaranteed the market's gonna have adjustments. It's gonna go up and it's gonna go down. Um, absolutely. Um, uh, int mortgage interest rates, it follows the historical trends. Every time that we're in inflation or recession, uh, historically interest rates go down. 24 to 24 or 12 to 24 months. The only exception to that rate rule historically was the financial meltdown and the great recession of 2008 uh, for obvious reasons. So if we follow history, uh, we're going to do that. And then just a, a shout out, if you're listening um, and you, you know, you bought your home back in the height of the market and you're seeing your property values decline, just know that you do not lose money in real estate unless you're forced to sell in a bad market and you are not reinvesting at the same time. That's how you lose money in real estate. So don't worry about the 100,000 or whatever you've lost unless you're planning on selling and you're not reinvesting. Because if you're reinvesting, it's never gonna be a buyer's market and a seller's market at the same time. So you're gonna win on one and you're gonna lose on the other. It's gonna balance itself out. So that would be uh, my shout out, Gina. Would you uh, agree with that and would like to add anything? 1000% and I couldn't have said it any better. Wonderful. Well, Gina, thank you uh, again for being on my show, uh, taking uh, the time to share with my listeners. Thank you again for the contribution uh, that you're doing in your leadership role uh, with uh, with Washington Roll Tours um, and just being the person that you are and helping our, our buyers and buyers and sellers in our local community. 
Thank you, Tina. Appreciate you. Likewise. And coming up next on the money hour, home warranty, how home warranty changes the way real estate transactions happen. Janet Olson of Old Republic Home Warranty right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, October 8th show. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can catch my show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on my upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your local mortgage expert and the host of The Money Hour, bringing in studio each week of the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money. And now in studio, very excited to have Janet Olson of Old Republic Home Warranty. How home warranty changes the real estate transactions happening today right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Uh, Janet, welcome into my virtual show. Thank you for uh, joining Thank you, Tina, for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Really excited to have a conversation and talk about home warranty and to have you represent this space on my show, Janet. So uh, first question, how does home warranty change how real estate transactions are happening? Uh, as I introduced, that was your title in coming into the show today. So, you know, there's several ways that it adds value. So for an agent, um, it adds value, obviously, and, and for the seller, it protects the home while the house is listed. Um, it, it helps add marketability to the home. Uh, for a buyer, it adds the budget protection. At the end of the day, it's an added value and a win-win for everybody involved in the transaction. Yes, we have... Almost everything that we have, we have protected in some way. And that's really what a, a home warranty is, is to protect you for what might come up in the future. So Janet, how specifically does it bring value to agents, agents' relationships with their clients? So uh, it's really ironic, Tina, that in um, many other states in the U.S., home warranty is just a natural part of a transaction. So for those- Kind of like a home inspection, right? Exactly. Uh -huh. Or, you know, we have auto insurance for our cars. We have medical insurance and home warranty is just part of it. California, Las Vegas, Nevada, and the Southern states, it's 98% of the time it added to a home warranty. So for agents that might specialize in somebody moving from out of state and to offer the warranty, that's something that they're expecting anyway, because it's pretty common for them. Uh, so, and then the home warranty is part of the transaction. It ends up being a resource for that agent and it brings a real value to the buyer, not to mention all the ways that we keep the agent 
involved with the client uh, after the in transaction is closed. Uh, Old Republic does offer a huge marketing um, site that the agent can use at any time. We provide cards to the agent that um, lets them keep marketable in front of that agent because we all know that it's very important for us to touch base with our past clients and keep our um, relationships built. Yeah, absolutely. They chose to work with you for a reason. And if you're not staying in contact, it's not only a disservice to you, but more importantly, it's a disservice to the clients that have already built trust, rapport, and respect for what you do when you lose touch. So uh, Janet, can you elaborate a little bit more in including a home warranty and how that helps a seller? So we offer seller coverage you can purchase that prior to the house going on the market, which again, um, adds value to that home being sold. And it automatically then will be switched over to the buyer. So during that contract phase, the 30 or 40 days that the house is in contract, if something is to go wrong, let's say with the refrigerator or, uh, you know, your HVAC system, the buyer doesn't have to deal with that when they move into that house. The seller is able to be protected and take care of that so that the transaction can still move smoothly and all issues can be taken care of. So when the buyer does get to take possession, they don't have a headache to deal with right away, nor do they have extra expenses to deal with. Yeah, and what an extra benefit in the uh, initial process of making offer on that home for the buyer to know, wow, this home is has a home warranty that's going to be included. That's pretty awesome. It's going to save a lot of potential stress of the what if, and I'm not going to have to buy one myself as the buyer. So can you elaborate a little bit more on how it's helping the buyer? So if the buyer does have a warranty provided for them or they choose to buy their own, it, again, eliminates its surprise uh, costs that are associated with owning a home right off the bat. Uh, that's probably one of the biggest fears that I think, especially a new home buyer has, mm -hmm. uh, is the, the maintenance and upkeep. So by having a home warranty, and we call this a budget, not, it, you know, a home warranty is a budgeting program that helps eliminate some of the costs mm. in, um, in repairs or replacement of certain uh, appliances or furnaces or air conditioners or whatever that might happen in the house. So they know they have, they have that security of knowing that they will get some financial backing in those repairs and the costs of those repairs. So let's talk about um, the repairs and costs. What does the home, a home warranty uh, typically cover, uh, Janet? So that, the normal coverage on a home warranty would be your uh, heating system. It would be, uh, and of course, it does depend on the home warranty that is purchased for that home. Mm -hmm. um, the most common failures uh, are, are the heating system, the refrigerator, microwave, the dishwasher, um, maybe your air conditioning unit. So the, uh, so as again, I, a key phrase is that um, we cover what is a normal wear and tear to an appliance uh, that means that the system or the appliance is used and intended and one day it just stops working. Uh, that's what the home warranty is there for. Uh, 
you know, you can view your home warranty coverage at ORHP.com for exact details. It's very spelled out. It's very clear on all the different coverages for your furnace and anything that might break down. So it's kind of like when you have a warranty on your, your car, if you don't get, go get your car serviced when you need to get your car serviced, that warranty does not apply. But if you're taking care of, um, of your appliances, things that you need to, it's set up because guaranteed things are going to break down with wear and tear. So let's talk about uh, what might not fall under a home warranty. Um, so it's really important that people understand that the home warranty is different than homeowners protection. So if your refrigerator is to leak and it causes a hardwood floor to buckle, that, that buckle is covered under the homeowner's insurance policy. That is something that does not get covered under a home warranty. A home warranty covers only what is built in to the home, basically to make it function. Okay. So it, I guess a good example might be if you, most people, when you buy a condo, you're buying what they call in walls coverage. So that basically everything that's inside is, is covered that makes that house functional functional. Although we do have other options that would cover, um, a basic leak roof, um, certain items, uh, if there's a, a drain blockage, we do have options that we can uh, purchase and add to dig up that drain pipe and replace that pipe. And But for the most part, the coverages, it, it covers anything that makes the house functional. Yeah. So it's covering the, the actual equipment itself. If you're, if you're right. a party, your water heater uh, cracks, it's not covering the damage to your home. That's your homeowner's insurance. But if um, your, or your dishwasher uh, breaks or something and it floods in the kitchen, you need something that's going to cover that appliance, uh, not the damage to the home. Correct. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, Janet, with all, with the marketing, the market shifting from a hyper seller's market to a buyer's market, or as Gina explained, uh, still in a seller's market, but heading towards a balanced market, how do you see, see home warranty fitting into that? So, you know, that's pretty easy, Tina, because the uh, basic idea of a home warranty suits the buyer's market as much as a seller's market. Um, as more things go on the market and the buyer can ask for a home warranty as part of the negotiations, the seller uh, will be motivated to provide a home warranty to get the home sold. Um, and, and that goes to the same, you know, for the listing agent, um, I have a lot of agents that list the home that add the home warranty, uh, because as things are shifting, we want to add a little bit more value. Yes. So in, instead of getting the, uh, the bottle of wine or a knife set for the kitchen, a home warranty might be something that's going to be more beneficial in the long haul for that buyer. It's a great closing gift. Yeah, it is a great closing gift for sure. All right. So how is a home warranty valuable uh, for first time home buyer? So imagine the housing prices now as they are, and you're buying your first house and it's the biggest purchase you will ever make in your life. 
And you think about all the things that can go wrong in that house. Mm -hmm. It gives them a lot of peace of mind to know that whether they purchased it or one of the agents purchased it, that they have something to fall back on to help ease the pain of any appliance or system malfunction that could happen during that first year of home buying. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't have a, a peace of mind, you may not move forward and buy that property and continue to rent. And that would be a big, costly mistake. So huge yes. benefit for first-time home buyers, if yes. not for that only. So uh, Janet, what is one of the main things that you would like people to know about home warranties? Make sure you include one in your transaction, yeah. whether you're the buyer, whether you're the agent for the seller or the agent representing the the listing, it, it's important. Yeah. So if you're selling a home, make sure you have a home warranty. So your home's going to be more appealing to the potential buyers. If you're a buyer uh, and the seller hasn't uh, listened to this show and got a home warranty, uh, make sure that you're getting a home warranty. So you have that peace of mind and the ultimate protection for when something does break down, because again, uh, guarantee something's going to at some point. So you don't want to have to be out that money. Um, what about cost, uh, Janet? How does the, what is a typical cost of a home warranty? We have plans that range from $325, very affordable, up to $695. Uh, that's a conversation that I like to have either with the agent or the, the purchaser of the warranty. Yeah. We, you know, we ask the question, does the house have an air conditioning system? How large is the house? Are there higher end appliances? And of course, that's going to determine what kind of plan that you would want to have to cover that house, but it's a very affordable. Absolutely. It's pennies on the dollars. When you think about, even if you were to spend $325 on a home warranty and the average replacement cost for a refrigerator <laughs> is uh, $3,000. Yeah. It just kind of tells its own story. Yeah, no, uh, no brainer. And what is a typical time frame that your home warranty lasts for? Uh, the home warranties are purchased one year. Well, we offer one year and two year home warranty. Okay. Um, so at the end of one year, then the homeowner will be uh, notified via email if they want to extend for another year. And so then they can they can continue on with the process and keep that house um, protected. Yeah, love that. So um, in, in new construction, uh, Janet, do you see builders that are getting home warranties? Because sometimes you think new constructions, like clients will ask, do I need a home inspection for a new construction home? And absolutely, uh, you might need it even a little bit more. But what about home warranties? Is it needed for new construction? Do you see builders are, are purchasing home warranties for their potential uh, buyers? That's a great question, Tina. Um, the builder themselves, I don't see purchasing them, but I do okay. see that some of the agents are. And so uh, it's like anything else. A, a warranty doesn't 100% cover an appliance all the time. And so, yes, it's very common that we, and we do have special home, new home construction um, plans just to help it's like if you have two people with coverage of it and medical insurance and how you used to be able to use them together, that's yeah. how you can do that with home warranty. Wonderful. Well, uh, Janet, thank you so much for coming into studio, uh, representing this space on uh, my radio and podcast show and giving uh, information to our potential buyers and sellers, as well as our real estate agent professionals that work in our local market. Really 
appreciate you. Thank you. Tina, thank you so much for um, providing a platform like this for all the business people out there. You're, you're very special. Oh, thank you, Janet. And on that note, I want to give you contact for uh, connecting with either of my guests, uh, Gina or uh, Janet, is to call the show at 1-855-411-50, or you can go online to themoneyr.com. Tina Mitchell, I'm your host and local mortgage expert, and it's that time. I got to sign off for today, but I will be here same time, same place next weekend to talk more money right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.